Blog Talk Radio. Alright, alright, alright! Yeah! Hey, 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 hey happy everybody. Friday. Oh, happy Thursday. <laughs> happy go, Thursday, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Hello. Happy mm. Thursday. See, how was your day? It was busy, girl. It was busy as usual, but there was one bright spot to my day. You know, my office always has an annual Thanksgiving lunch. They prepare out the whole, everything that you can imagine for Thanksgiving, and you free all day, you know, from 1130 to 3, and then they start with the night staff, and then they start with the overnight staff. So I've been eating all day, girl. (laughs) Awesome. That is awesome. This is an awesome, awesome day. We appreciate you guys tuning in. So let's chat. We are talking that talk today about push your brand. Now, um, you know, I always got my, my right hand. Sometimes she's my left hand. The fabulous looks Tony on. We got three fabulous guests that are come, going to come and chop it up with us. Author Ramon Marquise, author Wanda Brown, and uh, I'm going to say marketing consultant and radio personality, Kirsten King. They're going to be kicking it with us in the chat room today. All right. This will be an interesting show. Absolutely, absolutely. Pushing your brand is is the most, um, first of all, I think that everybody is a brand. And not just if you're in this industry and anything that you do, you are a brand. Um, Your name, your name is you. And so anything that you do, you should do well because your name is attached to it. And so as a brand, you have to, in this industry, you have to know how to push yourself. You have to know how to push your work. And um, if you missed our show last night with Ty Marshall, 
you missed some jewels. Make sure you guys go back and hit our archives. He touched on the fact that the author is the product. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just end when you put that last period in your novel. Actually, the, the real work begins. And Ty, you know, he, he says he's new to the industry, but, man, the jewels that he was spitting last night, Leash, it was like he's been in this business for years, and it was positive. And and he's living it. He's actually putting his 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 words to to action. So please hit those archives because Ty laid it out, and it was laid out beautifully. We couldn't have said it any better. Absolutely, you are so right. I think we should do uh, the sell yourself clip um, by um, the Mike and Molly clip. Sell yourself. I think that would be perfect for uh, tonight's show when we take our break. Um, if you guys haven't watched Mike and Molly or you're just listening to our show, that is actually our favorite uh, show because it talks, it just kind of takes you through the life of an author. They go through when it has to do with life and writing at the same time. Uh, they had one episode where she was going through the edits, and, you know, she had they had the red pen syndrome. You know, I call it the red pen syndrome. When you look up and it's like, that was my best stuff. I was putting in my best stuff right there. What do you mean? So she was going through it. She tried to set it on fire. She was drinking liquor. She was like, this is just, she tried to tear up the manuscript. It was it was hilarious, but it was true. So many people go through edits, and they go through it. <laughs> they go through it during editing time. It's like, what do you mean I have to restructure this? What do you mean there's a hole here? What do you mean this doesn't fit? <laughs> You know, I can so relate to that, Leash, because for those that don't know, I do editing and I do, I carry a red pen with me everywhere. But I recently met one of my authors that I edited his work. (laughs) He said, you have no idea how I was talking to you through my computer saying, what do you mean about this? I I did this. (laughs) And to actually see an author actually go through those motions, he had me cracking up. And I said, and don't forget to send me that that comma key when you when you when you get to your next novel because I don't want you to put it in there. But it's true, authors go through that, and they're like, she, she don't know what she's talking about. I, that's my best word. What do you mean tighten it up? I'm like, no, this needs to be tightened up, sweet pea. So just take it out, take it out. <laughs> so you're so right. I love that episode. <laughs> Absolutely, y'all. I always say Tony got that hardcore red pen. Y'all, don't even mess with it. You ain't trying to mess with it because she will get you every time. <laughs> I just try to bring out the best in pen. <laughs> but you know what? That is the purpose of the editor, really. The editor is there to take your your book from just fine to it's good to it's great, it's five stars because just fine and it's good, it's a two- or three-star book. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. want your book to be four- and five-stars. You really want five-stars, but you won't want mm-hmm. it to be just fine and it's good. So your mm-hmm. editor is really, really important. They should really be your left hand um, in your in your journey. They may not understand your vision, but they can tap into it through your pen and be able to take you wherever it is you're trying to take your reader and get you there in mm-hmm. the best way possible uh, with character development, making sure everything flows. So it's very important that um, you are 
connected with your editor and have that, that relationship with them where you can ask questions and be educated because that really is part of the edit, editing process, educating the author on why you don't do this or why you italicize this or how you do this or, you know, and sometimes people do things and they don't know. And your editor is there to mm-hmm. tell you this is an improper use because grammar really never right. changes. Grammar mm-hmm. is universal. People might try to tweak it to work for them, but it never changes. It's, it's universal. So it's like numbers. So your editor mm-hmm. is very important. Absolutely. Okay, I'm That's off my soapbox. Special relationship. <laughs> That's a special relationship in the literary process of trying to go from A to B and make sure you put out that good good product. And also, at least that's the part of the editor to just show, like you say, when I finish a job, I usually, as I'm going through it mentally, I'm making notes in my mind to make sure I relay those thoughts so the author knows and for future reference. He doesn't necessarily have to use me, but for future reference, this is how the process should be. This is how you should it, it should that's be presented. Right. This is the mm-hmm. proper way to use what you're trying to do. So it's, it's a that's process. Right. That's the so like they should say, we... we we off our soapbox for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get on our soapbox sometimes. We get all caught up, and we should get to open the show. So let's just get this party crack, 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 and get our show open so we can bring in our first fabulous guest. Absolutely. Well, once again, you guys are listening to Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and I am joined my, by my phenomenal co-host, the one and only Miss Alicia. We come to you guys live every Thursday and Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. And sometimes we may sprinkle in a Wednesday, depending on our workload. And we always have a workload. <laughs> but here on Let's Chat, we celebrate literature as well as all various forms of art the royal way, no matter what it may be. Now, our show allows all avid readers and anything related to our community to just interact in a friendly environment. We'd like for you guys to come into the chat room and be comfortable, kick your feet up, pull out your red cup. Tonight I got a white cup. We don't ask what's in it. We're not judgmental. <laughs> so just make yourself comfortable. Get to know your, your your readers or the people that follow you and just, you know, share your share your journey. Let your personality shine through your mic, and it really does. I mean, we can hear when you smile. We we can hear when you are, are excited about something. So it lets us get to know you, and that's just a little bit more of a personal connection. So here on Let's Chat, we hope you guys enjoy it as well as Leisha and I do. And with that, I'm going to kick it over to Miss Leisha. What else is going on, girl? Absolutely, and that's really why we do what we do. I we I love it. I love to be able to feel an author's passion. You feel an author's passion when they're through their writing when you read their stories. However, what if you've never read their story? What if you don't know them? Um, what if you have a favorite author that you've never been able to connect to? You know, a lot of times, especially with the age of social media, I think it's wonderful that readers get to read a book and then be able to interact with their favorite author or or bounce stuff off with that author and be able to communicate mm-hmm. with them. You know, a lot of times, you know, you don't some people don't have that to know who their author is. And it's mm-hmm. really important. That's why sometimes your 
your reviews turn into um, a message board. So if you get a one-star review, our model is don't feel bad. Read it first. If they're in their feelings about a direction you went into or about a relationship that you ended or something of that nature, then you have done your job. That one star should be considered a five star. (laughs) But really, that's why we do what we do. This is a free platform that we offer to any and all artists. Um, Authors are artists as well. We have musicians on our show. We each have some everybody on, and we just welcome them them to our platform um, just to be able to welcome people into their world. And if you want to be a sponsor of Let's Chat, feel free to send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. We have two packages that we offer. One is an individual package, and one is a package for publishing companies. Um, and it's used for people that uh, companies that have more than one or two authors. Um, they might have we get five or you know ten or sometimes we depending on the company twenty. So it's mm-hmm. awesome. I love what we do. I love to be able to connect with everybody, um, and that's the awesome thing about what we do. Speaking of sponsors, make sure you guys head over to Amazon and check out anything Peter Mac. He is our sponsor for Let's Chat. He is our actually our first sponsor. Um, he has written multiple series. Um, my favorite is Domina. Uh, mm-hmm. And on December the 15th, we are doing a show uh, about submissives versus uh, doms. And we're going to have Sasha Harding, uh, author S.R. Harding, and Peter Mack both on our show. It's going to be an awesome show. Make sure you guys tune in on December the 5th, December the 16th. That is actually our last show of 2016, and we'll be back in 2017. Mm-hmm. But that show is going to be so fun. So we welcome everybody to come out. Yes, I cannot wait for that show. And uh, speaking of Peter Mack, you know, I'm in the middle of reading his affiliated too, but I think my – it's so hard to find a favorite of Peter's, but I think mine has been filthy. But affiliated is getting right up there because I've already fallen in. You know how you have those characters that you just love to just read about and you hope by the time you get to the end that they're still alive? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's kind of where I am right now. But affiliated, please take that series up. It is an awesome series. And uh, that's the kind of book when I know I'm supposed to be editing, that kind of peek in there just to see what they're doing. And by the time I peek, I've read like 10 pages. <laughs> so pick that up. You can't go wrong with any Peter Max book. He just puts that pen to paper and just makes you fall in love with his pen. So please support Mr. Max like we do here on Let's Chat. He is a real friend to the show. Absolutely, and to learn more about this uh, dynamic and versatile author, head over to petermacpresents.com. We're going to take a brief break, and we'll be back with the fabulous Wanda Brown. We're going right. to do We're our do that. Mike and Molly clip. Sell yourself. Distribute okay. to all of the authors. This book that sits before me, this book that sits before me, is the physical manifestation of all your. This book that sits before me is the physical manifestation of all your hard work, the fruits of your labor, the vessel in which you've laid bare your soul, exposing it like a freshly waxed orifice. Don't even your orifice. If you the book, God. 
bring it to your bosom. Oh, my God, it's real, my own book. Oh, and look at me in that brown sweater. I fight it, but I really am an autumn. I want you to enjoy this moment. The crowning achievement for every writer. I will. I, I have dreamt of this day. Good. Now wake up! <laughs> you're not a writer anymore. From now on, you're a salesman, a carnival barker, and that book is your bearded lady. You're a dog-faced boy. You can join twins. I get it. I gotta sell the book. Now forget about the book. You've got to sell yourself. Okay, cut it out! You must brand yourself like Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, that chicken soup for the soul guy. Okay, I get it. Just We'll start the media push with radio. Oh, radio. <laughs> this might want to be on TV. That doesn't get on TV until this goes viral. Blogs, podcasts, social media. This needs to spread faster than gonorrhea in a Dutch prison. <laughs> Guess he's got jaywalking in Amsterdam. <laughs> Launch party. You just tell me when and where, and I'll throw in something brown. <laughs> love to have a grand launch party for you. Unfortunately, the golden age of publishing is long gone. Oh, I miss the glamour, the money, the cocaine. Mostly the cocaine. You know, I snorted sweet and low once. It mostly just stung, but I got into that sorority. <laughs> That's not to say that we're not going to celebrate. It'll just be a little less showy. Oh. <laughs> Book launch! Yeah! Oh, is that it? Unless you have some cocaine. <laughs>
But what excites me even more is the uh, birthing process of my logo, which is called Let's Get Real and Heal. I offer seminars, conferences, retreats to hurting people to give them the stages um, that I've learned of in how to heal. Uh, We are all dealing with issues, even if we are not dealing with various types of abuses. So the seminar is exceptional for anyone that is working through any types of issues. I do not go into the grief part in the conferences. However, I do describe my journey through losing my only son as well. That's awesome because you you never know what people go through. And so I think that anytime you're an author, no matter if you're writing fiction or nonfiction, you're touching somebody at that point in time, and that still is helping them heal through the grief. Um, So when you talked about the loss of your in your book, was it a therapeutic healing section for you, or was it uh, most the most difficult part of writing this book? Um, The most difficult part of Writing it was actually releasing it. Um, I had many fears that I needed to face, uh, fears of judgment, fears of resentment, fears of all different types of things that I really needed in the healing process, <clears throat> Excuse me, which makes this so remarkable. Um, when I wrote about my experience with my son, it was a very therapeutic. It was a part, another part of my healing experience, um, which is continuing. His birthday is on Mm -hmm. Sunday. And so um, this year is a lot better than the year before. Um, I share some of the comments that people had made during um, the grieving process, which I think a lot of people are trying to help when they make that uh, comment to Mm -hmm. um, a mother who has lost a child like oh, well, don't you have any other children? Yes, I do, but I only lost one son. Um, Mm -hmm. I do have two beautiful daughters that I'm very proud of, um, and they've walked with me through this journey as well. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that's amazing. Um, Lana, this is Tony, and, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of strength to do what you, uh, has just shared with us, and, uh, if I don't sound too personal. How long has it been since you lost your son? I lost him on March 15th in 2008. So this year will be, um, this year was eight years ago. Uh-huh. Now, in oh, writing wow. this book and uh, sharing your, your, you know, your your pain and trying to, and sharing your grief, for those that have known you, that the, those that know you and they have read your story, did they realize that the depth of your pain and the depth of your, your grief? Is it something that you shared within the pages of your book? Um, I had never told my story. Um, so a lot of people, even very close people, people that were very close to me, um, mm-hmm. were shocked, not just about the grief process, but my life story. Um, mm-hmm. I had become isolated and 
um, very removed, um, feeling as though I was alone in the pain prior to losing my son. But I read a book, um, I think it's called The Seed of the Soul by uh, Gary Zuda, and he was saying that tragedies come and some people have to lose a child, and I, I threw the book because yes. when, when you go through trauma, traumatic experiences, until you release that, those traumas, they stay attached to you and you continue to attract trauma mm-hmm. until you begin to heal. And it was absolutely my son's death that created a burning desire for me to heal because with his death and the other things I had experienced, um, I probably would have lost my mind had I not made the conscious decision, it's time to get real and and heal. Mm -hmm. And And now I only want to guess. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Oh, I can. Oh, and now I can say that I have a happy heart, right? Which is where I have to carry him for the rest mm-hmm. of my life because I did the healing work. Right. That's a great. Place and that to does speak. not mean I don't miss him every day. Mm-hmm. That's not what mm-hmm. I'm saying. But my heart is healed from the other nonsense, nonsenses of life experiences that I dealt with. Mm-hmm. That's, that's powerful. But now what was going through, what were you going through that you decided that this was the route you do want, that you needed to take in order to start your healing process? What was going on that you had to put pen to paper? Was that the only avenue you felt that you had to heal, to help you heal? No, um, it's very interesting. That question is very interesting. I always knew that I would write a book. I always knew that from a small child, and people would laugh at me when I would tell them I'm going to write a book one day. But my mm-hmm. life had so many roller coaster experiences. I had no, no knowledge as to where to even begin begin Mm -hmm. and that's how the beginning is it starts at jeremiah 29 11 that scripture was implanted in my heart when i was sitting on a basketball court where my son used to play basketball and then about Mm -hmm. seven different people confirmed that scripture to me and i knew something was prompting me to do something the book was not the only avenue I had to heal. I did some grief um, grief uh, counseling. I did some other mm-hmm. counseling. But um, I knew I needed to write this book, and I did. And once I began it the way I started it, I actually wrote it in three days. I could not wow. stop. It just all came pouring out of me. But... The editing process took uh, a lot longer than three days, but my story was written in three days. Wow, that's powerful. It's just, it had to get out of you. And, and yes. once you put the pen to paper, it was like a water faucet probably opened up and it was just flowing. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Absolutely. It was, now, it was incredible. Wonder, 
This is Leisha. We have to announce who we are because we sound so much alike. Um, but I just want to go back a little bit, and if you don't mind me asking, how long after his death did you decide to start writing this? Um, I had I I started writing it in 2000, maybe 2009 or 2010. I'm not exactly sure which year it was. I was um, – in Texas at the time. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. It wasn't and published think, until 2014, 15, 14, 2014, I'm sorry. 14, it was 2014. But that's still therapeutic because it, grief it, it, is a process. Yes. My mother passed in um, February of this year, and oh, I'm sorry. it's still... And it's still, it's a little, I'm a little better, but I know, like, for maybe four or five months, I was, like, in a really bad place. So I can understand that when you actually decided to sit down and write this, and it only took three days, that that is true. Because when you're, you have grief and it's just all bottled up and you really don't have a outlet for it, you know, either they don't understand or you don't want to hear it or, you know, it's always something that is where it's not a connection there. So for it to just blow out of you like that and and, and give you the ability to bless somebody else, that is really awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for your encouraging words and your authenticity. I appreciate it very much. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. I appreciate you writing. Mhm, and and sharing it with us because it, it's not easy. But um, and this is Tony, and uh, I I love the fact that you uh are basing it, maybe not entirely, but on Jeremiah, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and uh, I always have my Bible with me, and I'm interested in this passage. But do you feel that you have seen some fulfillment as far as what that passage says, as far as giving you peace and and an unexpected end. Do you feel that that that, that kind of happened through the pages of writing this book and through the ability to pain and try to manage it a little bit better? If that makes sense. I think I had chills when you asked me that question because um, thank <laughs> really? you for that question. Yes, I did. Um, I was never interested in, in making money through a book. I was really interested in helping people. And mm-hmm. I have seen the fulfillment, not the total fulfillment, because I do know there is more to come. Mm-hmm. But so mm-hmm. many doors have op- of opportunity have opened up for me to minister, to talk to, to help other people going through various problems that I have dealt with in my life and I thought mm-hmm. it was very interesting when you were talking in the beginning about connecting with the author I, I give away the books at the conferences and the seminars that I do and I interact mm-hmm. with with the participants and I cannot tell you how many people have come to tears and in, in beginning to understand what the healing process looks like. I think that so many of us are looking for healing, but we don't know where to go. We don't know where to start. We don't. Mm-hmm. There's like a darkness that comes 
until you get to that light where this is the road that you need to travel for your healing. Now, everyone's road is different, but if I can share some of the things that I've learned through my experience, at least it gives people a starting point on their journey to healing. So absolutely I've seen a lot of the the expected end and and the prosperity, and I'm not talking about monetary prosperity. I'm talking about mm-hmm. prospering of my soul, prospering of my healing, prospering even of my physical health, because when your mind starts to heal, your body will also begin to heal. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That is so true. And it's funny that, um, this is Tony, I'm sorry, we try to introduce ourselves. Okay. It's funny that, that one of the words that you have just used is to be the light. You know, um, I, I, I'm a Christian woman, and I pray every day that my children be the light and not the darkness. In other words, Amen. To, to, to be a beacon and to always walk in God's word. And even though you may feel that you're isolated in your pain and grief, you may be that beacon of light that our mm. Father has, has placed upon this earth, surrounded by so many other people that need that light, you know, and, and you may be that vessel to bring peace, which is in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and And through your peace, you've given everyone else peace. And like you said, it doesn't end. There's more to come. So it's, it's a never-ending journey. And uh, I don't mean to get on my soapbox, but I'm just touched by your your journey, your experience, and what you're, you're sharing with us. So thank you so much. No, thank you so much. You have blessed me. Um, and that's another thing. So many times I go out and I speak and People have no idea how much they bless me. They think I'm there mm-hmm. to bless them, but it's a give and take. It's a, it's a give and receive, and I am them and they are me. Um, mm-hmm. So there's no difference, and they can be in my position and I can be in their position tomorrow. Um, so right. it's, thank you so much because you've just inspired me so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm in agreement that, that you your children that. will be that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes, they will. Oh no, I agree. I definitely agree okay. that they will be the light. Her kids are so sweet. Amen. I mean, they are. They are awesome. <laughs> but I'm glad that you mentioned um, people that come into your life. I think that you know people that come into your life. They always say is a blessing or a lesson, but I think that Mm -hmm. they're both. Um, You're learning something um, and you're gaining something at the same time. I think that every part of our life, uh, whether it's outside of relationships, because I think relationships have a reset period, but I think that we have a reset period in our life. And sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, we forget that we have to reset. And so when tragedy happens, normally that's the time that we reset. When um, Mm. struggles happen, that's normally the time that we reset. And you're either going to reset to the left or you're going to reset to the right. But it's inevitable that you're going to reset at some point in time. Your life is going to change. Your views are going to change. Your personality is going to change. And the direction that you want for yourself is going to change. You can't Mm -hmm. get around Mm -hmm. that. And it's funny because I posted the other day that, you know, 
God puts things in your spirit. And a lot of times when he puts things in your in our spirit, we don't move our feet right away when we're supposed to move our feet. And so the second time it comes around and he places it in our spirit, we still don't move our feet. You know, for whatever reason, we're, we're not or we're not sure, mm-hmm. you know, we're not still not trusting him at that point in time. But that third mm-hmm. time or that fourth time that he decides to put it in your spirit, he, he doesn't just put it there. He puts it there with a push. So in circumstances mm-hmm. or situations where something takes place, you have no choice but to move your feet at that point in time. You know, you, you mm-hmm. have no choice but to move your feet. And so, I was just, uh, I was saying to somebody the other day, don't wait for him to make you move your feet. Um, Okay. Whether it's a tragic situation or, you know, because when my mom passed, I didn't, I wasn't moving my feet. You know what I'm saying? I was just kind of there. And so now Mm -hmm. I move my feet. You know, and some people, they're like, oh, awesome. And some people are like, what is you doing? I'm like, I'm moving my feet. You know, but it's something that you have to do. You have that reset period in your life. That reset period is him pushing you, telling you, you have no choice but to move your feet at this point in time. You're either going to go to the left or you're going to the right, but you're going somewhere. And you're going to do it right now. So mm-hmm. you and your son passing and you writing this book, that was your reset period. That was him telling mm-hmm. you, move your feet. It, it's time to move. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. you sat down to, to through your grief and through your pain and was able to pin this um, so that it could be a blessing to someone else. Well, that and is my prayer. I know you're that, not alone. Yeah. That's the ironic part. I thought I was alone. But mm-hmm. others think that they're alone, but we're sharing. No no one is alone. Someone has been through mm-hmm. the journey. It may be in right. a different way, but we're all, we are supposed to all be in this together. But mm-hmm. you never know what someone has gone through. You never know what someone will go through. So it really does pay to be kind to one another mm-hmm. and to love mm-hmm. one another. One another. It doesn't mean that you be a, become a doormat and lay down and allow, allow people to walk over you, but it never hurts mm-hmm. to be kind to anyone. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it only makes you feel better, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd rather feel good knowing I've, I've been nice than feel bad, like, oh, my God, what that didn't sound like. That's just so mean, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see the world that way. Mm-hmm. Good for you. That's great. Well, I really appreciate all that you are doing um, for authors and for others and just your deliverance and being receptive to me. I really appreciate your time and your talents, and I know where to get a good editor on my next book. (laughs) (laughs) I walk with that red pen, right, Lisa? (laughs) <laughs> yes, she does. She had a hardcore red pen. That would be a perfect choice. <laughs> perfect. You know, choice. we thank you so much for sharing your life and your journey because you have you are reaching the masses. I mean, this is uh, people listen to our show and and they can it is it's a platform where they can go back and go back and go back. And just like when you read the Bible, every time you read it, you get a different message. So mm, even as many times that people listen, mm-hmm, they may find something that they didn't hear the first time. You know, so we that's are right. so blessed to have you join us tonight 
and share your journey and share your your you know your life with us. So we appreciate you. Well, thank you. Yes, so we do much. because as such, you know, right now somebody is listening and they're they're spinning their wheels and they're going around in the circle because a lot of times, you know, we got lessons and blessings and we keep getting those lessons over and over and over. So we mm-hmm. keep going through the same mm-hmm. thing. And so sometimes it may not be a grief process uh, or a grieving process that they pick up your book um, and they're able to relate. It could just be a process of letting them know or confirmation that it's time to do something else. It's time to move in a different mm-hmm. direction. And for them mm-hmm. to be able to relate through through the things that you went through. So I was so glad that you came on our show and that you shared your experience and that you let us into your world um, and our listeners into your world at the same time uh, with such grace. It was just an awesome awesome experience to have you on the show. You are always welcome back mm-hmm. anytime. Um, before you oh, head out of the you. chat room, we want you to shout out all of your social media and where uh, your books uh, can be, your books can be uh, purchased. Purchased. Oh, thank you. I am on LinkedIn under Wanda Brown. I'm also on Twitter, uh, Wanda at SLJ439. I have a website. It's called Let's Get Real and Heal dot com, and the book is available at uh, Amazon. It's it's available worldwide, um, all mm-hmm. over. All you have to do is Google Wanda L. Brown, a special gift, my inspirational journey to healing, and I pray that everyone's hands that touch that book is in some way, shape, or form blessed and moved to move on in the process of healing. And can I just mm-hmm. say what the what the five keys of healing were for myself to the to your Absolutely. audience? Mhm. Thank you. Absolutely. The the five keys that that really helped me were to acknowledge, acknowledge that something had happened, tell it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to write a book or you have to get on a radio show, but tell your secret to someone. Because there's a saying that says what goes on in this house stays in this house. And that is Mm -hmm. so true. Our parents said it in a threatening way at times. But what Mm -hmm. goes on in your body stays in your body until you decide to expel it. And once you tell Mm -hmm. it, you're going to start feeling things. But you have to continue to feel it in order to heal it. And then once you're finished feeling it, it's very easy for the next stage, which is forgiveness. And a lot of people get think that forgiveness is the hard part. Forgiveness is very easy once you deal with the feelings because all you're mm-hmm. really doing is taking the liabilities that really belong to someone else and laying it on their shoulders without resentment and saying, I know who you are and I know who I am meant to be and I am moving forward. And the last mm-hmm. part, uh, last key is to worship. Worship God through the experience. A lot of times we blame God for our, our, our mishaps. We blame him, and sometimes we say there is no God. But regardless as to whether we blame him or say there is no God, there is a God, and he's still in control whether we blame him or say that there is none. So worship God. I, I leave that last, but it is definitely not the least of the five so I hope that these steps will encourage someone to think about the process that I undertook 
to begin my awesome journey to healing. Wow. Now, I write everything down, Wanda, and I just want to make sure. <laughs> you know, I'm always over here writing. So I just want to make sure I have it. I have acknowledge it, feel it, forgiveness, and to worship God. Amen. That's it. That's it. All right, now. That's it. They're the five keys. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that. And, uh, you know, like Lucia said, you're welcome back anytime. And I hope uh, to, to constantly see your name on the front of a book because I hope this won't be your, your, your last. And, and we look forward to everything that you have to offer those in the literary world. It's, and not just the literary world, but just world, period. <laughs> Oh, thank you. And I'll be in touch because I do have a new book coming out. It's going to be called North Winds Be Still, and I will be in touch with you with that red pen. (laughs) I'm here, girl, whatever you need. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you have a best evening, too. (laughs) All you all over the place. (laughs) Thank you both so much, and be blessed. You're you're very very welcome. Good night. Have a good evening. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. Leash, I loved her. Uh, oh, I loved what she brought to the to the chat room. It was like you said, graceful. And that's the word that sticks out of my mind. I thank you for saying that to her because that's exactly how it came across. Graceful. To be and to go through that. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate you guys. If you're just tuning in, this is Let's Chat. I'm Miss Felicia. I'm here with my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We're talking that talk today about push your brand. We just had the fabulous author Wanda Brown on. If you missed her fabulous interview, no worries. You can go back and listen to our archives here on Blog Talk Radio and also on iTunes. We're going to take a brief break and we'll be back with our next author. Okay.
You are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. We are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I am Alicia. You know, I got my right hand and sometimes my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. Oh, if you missed our first interview, you guys missed a treat. It was an absolute mm-hmm. treat. Um, to have Arthur Wanda Brown in our chat room. We love here to to allow listeners uh, and readers to experience the author's passion for why they do what they do. We experience it when, again, we read their work. But if we don't know that author and that author does not have the word of mouth, their personality uh, and their passion becomes that vessel that allows them to push their brands. Um, but we want to make sure that if you are looking for something good to read, you head over to Amazon and pick up some of these great reads. You want to pick up Teresa B. How That Church Life, that mm-hmm. is suspenseful, um, drama. I'm telling y'all, way you cannot mm-hmm. miss out on that hot read. And then the fabulous Shakima, she got Mafia Mama, that is her new release. It's her debut novel. Make sure you head over to Amazon and get your one click on to her fierce pen. And then we have author J.P. Vample. I'm sorry, J.B. Vample. She has that college mm-hmm. life series um, in her third installment um, of that series is now available, which is sophomore. Study, so make sure you guys head over to Amazon and one-click her fabulous pen. And we also have for you erotic lovers. Now, this right here is a, a, you walking into an erotic experience with author Zoe Truth, and it is a good girl's journal of dirty little secrets. That's right. Every good girl I got a little bad girl in them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, make sure you head over to Amazon and pick up those, those hot, hot reads. Uh, we're going to waiting for our next guest to step into the chat room. While we're waiting for our next guest, let's hit you with some of that Blue Marley and Yo Gotti. This is an exclusive because it is not available yet. So shout out to Bird School Records, Blue Marley, CEO. Over there at Bullets Bird School Records and Yo Gotti for uh, allowing us to play this exclusively on here, exclusively here on Let's Chat. This your boy Yo Gotti. To my muscle, bitch, I'm living. Yo, God, it told me he got work. I said, OG, let's get it. They do my dirt with no co defending. I know they switching 30 inch wheels, but he broke. That boy got no ambition. I was 16, triple beam, leaning on him. Know the street couldn't hold me, they triple teaming on me. I remember telling Frank, boy, I want a bag. Now I'm shopping with my bitch, all she want is Chanel. Went to sleep, count sheep, I woke up counting money. 
If it's right for the price, tell him I said run Remember, I ain't have a pot to piss me Started whipping, 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 now look how I'm living Chili in it, big got all my chains on Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on Told that walker flocker got that flame on Jugging with my rich home. Hey, hey, this I live. This I live. This I live. This I live. I really live this life for real. I really do this shit for real. A hundred twenty carries. Don't get yourself embarrassed. What I paid for the cross, I could have bought a navy. Four thousand thirty two grams, say one. Home damage chain is what I paid for just one. When I was young, they labeled your boy. Damn fool, 22's enough on my Benz truck and my old school You get the picture, the money, it ain't the issue Six figures before the rap game, now I'm a little richer, homie Still a real nigga, yeah, and I do real shit Man, West fucking around with star shift to my whole brick Down the spring, see a nigga, get it how you live Real recognized, real and don't pay the fucking bill Broke niggas on chill, got it on them things In the fast lane, burning brain, bumping Jake and I live I represent no Memphis, motherfucker And this is how I live, motherfucker This your boy, you got it Hey, Jimmy and this bitch got all my chains on Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on Told that walker flocker got that flame on Just be jugging with my rich home Hey, hey, this I live 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 I really live this life for real We are back. We are back. That was Yo Gotti and Blue Marley exclusive. That's how I live. It has not been released yet, but as soon as it is released, we'll make sure we let everybody know. And the first song that we played was by Nico Slim, uh, Atlanta, uh, Georgia's own Nico Slim. So we appreciate them sharing their their work with us. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome musical talents. Make sure you guys head over to Amazon um, and iTunes and pick them up. We have our next guest here in the chat room, author Ramon Marquis. Hey, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? We are good. Welcome to the chat room. Thank you for having me. Now, for all of those that don't know who you are, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Okay, my name is Ramon McKees. I am the author author of This is 69, the Crimson Edition, as well as This is 69, the Color Haven, This is 69, the Greek Chronicles, and the Poetic Exhale. I also have my own blog. Um, my website is www.ramonmarquise.com. Dot com And what's so interesting is that you can find excerpts on my book. You can purchase the book. You can experience my blog. I have different um, recipes, drink recipes, because a lot of things that I do is about sex, love, and relationships from an educational and entertainment aspect. So that's some of what you would get from my blog as well as um, the, the drink recipes and with the excerpts that I provide from my book. 
I also have my own nonprofit organization, which is entitled True Talent Foundation, and we do a lot of mentoring with the youth, 13 to 18. Majority are minority, and that's pretty much the book of what I do. I try to be busy. I try to give back as well as um, provide people with what my books have to offer with regards to um, embracing who they are and cherishing who they are and not restricting it. Wow. Don't talk about being busy. You are busy. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you got me. You got me when you started talking about your drink recipes, you know, because I guess come up in our chat room, you know, they have cups, but we're not judgmental as far as to what's inside of them. What um that's right. What what possession well, we gonna have to have you check yours at the door. I know, right? <laughs> or share. Right, right. Right. What recipe is that? Okay, we're gonna need you to pass your stuff around. What page is that on? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry, yeah. You know about <laughs> Oh, man. But what made you want to have the recipes to go along with your book? I mean, tell tell us a little bit about the book that you have these delicious recipes that you have to have a sidebar to. Right, right. Well, you know, I wanted to be something that was diverse. I wanted to be something that was was different. And I wanted to I wanted my website to encompass everything sex, love and relationships. So I have some of the educational aspects to it and you know, some of my blog articles that I write. I actually go in depth with some of the research that I do. But also from more of an entertainment or relatable aspect, a lot of times when, you know, we get it popping, we done had a few drinks in our system. Um, I think for the most part, we all love a good drink. We can all enjoy a good cocktail. And so a lot of times what I wanted people to do is have a full-on experience when they read my books or when they read my website. So what's different about the drink recipe, these are drink recipes that I, you know, looked up. Um, I looked into, I just, just make them up off the top of my head. I've ha- I have mm-hmm. tried most of them, so they do taste very good. But each drink has a sexually related name to them. Okay. And so that really goes in line with, you know, a lot of what I write about and talk about. See, now you're going to have me just get act up in this chat room tonight. <laughs> this is Tony. <laughs> I'm going right. to take the place I mean, for that one. I'm not going to let me just take the place. <laughs> you you kind of dancing around what you write about in your books. I'm about to I'm about to get you to uh, give us just tell us a little bit of what we can expect on what's going on um, in this here book because you dancing around and we need you to get the party started. So come on with it. Come on. Tell you come, need to come tell on. us tell what em. we gonna experience after we get this one click profit. I mean, come on now, spill <laughs> the beans. We won't tell nobody. We won't tell okay. nobody. Okay. So, <laughs> so you know when you when you think when you talk about my first book, District Six and Nine, the Crimson Edition. First of all, all of my books, um, they're uncensored in the sense that I don't hold anything back, but the language is not uncensored to the point where you can't enjoy it. Because a lot of times you can read um, sex or or you know love stories, and they're just so graphic with regards to the sex or 
um, that the language is vulgar and it kind of takes away from the experience. Um, so one thing you get from me is an experience. It's more than just, oh, you're reading a sex story. It's more about an actual journey. So I write in a way that you don't feel like you're reading a book. You feel like you're having a one-on-one conversation with me or you feel as if you're in the midst of what's going on. So mm-hmm. we, I have three main characters in the first book, and they tell all these stories through their eyes. And the thing is that every last story in my first um, three books are true stories. They're either the experiences of myself or others. So these are stories where you can really relate to them a lot more. Um, Some of them are, I guess you could say, a little bit on the conservative side. You definitely see when you read the first book that the degree of freakiness or intensity increases um, as you progress through the book. Uh, okay, so because, we're going you know, to do this. Stop this. We had you on here in May, and you was all the way turned up on that District 69 series, so we already know what's up in there. Come on now. We're trying to get people to one click. Open the door. Open the door and let us in. <laughs> yeah, I remember having that District 69, that, that yeah. cover. Those covers uh-huh. had us going. <laughs>
I felt like that's something I could do with my stories because they're stories that are real life. And like I said, I tell them in a way as if you're having a one-on-one conversation with me and I'm your friend and we just, you know, chilling and, and, you know, talking about our escapades of, of the week. And then, you know, if you have someone who is, let's say, shy or timid or a little more conservative, and they and you might can help them come out of their shell a little bit, or you might be able to have a situation where they'd be like, oh, wow, you know, they don't feel ashamed because they see that somebody else have the same kind of desires as they do. And mm-hmm. we live in a society where sex and relationships and matter of the heart is so popular. It's something you can't get away from. It's something we all deal with every day or we desire to have. And so if I could write it from a way that would be entertaining and enjoyable, then I feel like I, I have special. So that's really what motivates me um, to write with the, you know along that subject matter. Mhm. Wow. That's interesting. But absolutely, um, it really is. Now, because, if you, you were know, to tell a story, how is. do you? I mean, when you go to tell your stories and people are so receptive of them. What do you think the key is? It is it the with demonstrative way or the tone or you were just so into t- tell us what makes the people makes them sit up and take listen to what Mr. Ramon Marquez is talking about. What do you think it I'm is? Extreme, I'm extremely descriptive. Extremely descriptive. Okay then. Huh? So the oh, words okay. that I use the words that I use and the way I describe what's going on is what really grabs people's attention. It's not just the content of what I mm-hmm. provide the readers, but it's the way in which I provide it to them. Um, mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that's something that was a skill of mine even when I was in grade school in English class or my literature class. Um, I'm a very detail-oriented person, whether it's, Mm-hmm. Even when it comes to stuff I do for my my job, my full time job, I'm a very detailed mm-hmm. person when it comes to my writing. Um, I, I pretty much when <laughs> if you have a conversation with me or um, you're reading something I wrote, it's rare you're gonna have any questions um, because okay, I Mark, go there you, you gotta, and, and I you gonna you gonna make <laughs> me go there now. Me and Alicia are sitting in the park, sitting in the library, <laughs> sitting. In the, you know I'm going there right now. Me and Lisa are sitting there. We got a we got a red cup go with one of your. Me and Lisa sitting somewhere with a so red cup with one of your. Mm-hmm, with one of your concoctions, and we look at the book. Now we put it down. You know, no, that's not quite what I want right now. And along come you, girls. You better uh-huh. pick that book up because dot dot dot. Talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get tired. Well, well, you better make us want to buy right. that book. <laughs> right, right. Cause this is what you don't know that we know is you know mm-hmm. what you know because you know it. That means that see, when it comes to matters of the heart, uh, it it tends to be a little messy. It's an emotional roller coaster. Right. Um, but when you add <laughs> sex, um, love and relationship in there. When you know what you know uh-huh. because you know it, nine times out of ten, you speak from experience. So right. whether it's somebody that you're with or somebody that's reading your book, you're able to bring them out. A lot of times, right. you know, I think that opposites attract. So if you are um, 
not a sexual person. You have to be with an, a, right. somebody that is overly sexual in order for you to have a good experience. So now we mm-hmm. sitting here in the library, and we done picked mm-hmm. it up and put it down. Now you're going to have to sell us your book. Um, tell us why we need to pick that book back up. We'll wait. <laughs> tell us a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever wanted to have that could take you away from the stress of your life, this would be the book for you. If you wanted something that could make you feel the way your grandmother's collard green, cornbread, and sweet potato pie makes you feel on Thanksgiving morning without having to gain the extra pounds, this would be the book for you. <laughs> This will be the book that will make you feel the way Thanksgiving morning will make you feel, and you will not have to leave the comfort of your room. If you want to go on a ride and on a journey without having to put on some clothes and getting in your vehicle and wasting your gas, this is the vehicle for you. This is oh. definitely the book for you. Regardless all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you, whatever you have on the menu, whatever it is you would like to order, you can you, we provide it. It is on Ooh. the menu in this book. There is okay, nobody is who is menu. not catered to. There is nobody who is not catered to in my book. Now see, well, all right, Ramon. Whatever is on the menu, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be the menu. So you know, you this that's just it. <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right now. You done come in here and shake up these papers and got my notes all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mission accomplished. <laughs> there you go. You gotta set that's kinda what we talk about tonight, pushing your brand. That's our topic for tonight, Lee. He just walked right into that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so how do you feel about pushing your brand? I'm afraid mm-hmm. that you did that. <laughs> how do what? That's our that's our topic tonight, pushing your brand, and that's what we were trying to get you to do to push your brand. How do you feel about you know pushing your brand? Do you feel do you feel comfortable doing that? Because we had to pull a few teeth in order to get that out of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's very important. This internet um, radio, you'll have to because... be fast. <laughs> no, I think it's very important to to for someone to push their brand, especially when it's something that you're very passionate about. Because mm-hmm. if you, people have to see the passion in what you do in order for them to be passionate about mm-hmm. what you do. Um, and you okay. have to be able to understand your crowd, understand your demographic. You have to be diverse in how you present your brand because you know no one has reached their full potential without having to cater to multiple types of people. We live in a diverse society, and so you have to be able to promote yourself in diverse ways. So I actually look forward Mm -hmm. um, to opportunities where I can um, promote my brand, promote myself, whether it's to radio interviews, face-to-face events, or whether it's just simple interaction. And then I Mm -hmm. happen to you know, mention what I do and how I do it. And, you know, you'd be surprised the type of places and opportunities you can acquire to 
promote your brand and, and, and you acquire a new reader or a new fan. And it, sometimes it could be in some of the most random times and the most random places. Mm-hmm. But you, I think when you are trying to grow a brand, those are the kind of things you have to be prepared for, the spontaneity or the randomness of it. Mm-hmm. And the descriptive uh, right. of it as well. Right. Absolutely, right. because when no one knows you, you don't have that word of mouth um, vessel exactly. that allows people to go out and repeat and repeat and repeat who you are and what you do for mm-hmm. you. So your personality exactly. and how you connect with people is becomes the vessel that allows people to step into your world and be able to experience your pen, um, but your personality becomes the bait, um, and then you have your cover, and then you have your synopsis, and then you have your, your content that kind of pulls them in, and they're like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about, you know, or I met this guy at the library, let me tell you about him, you know, because then mm-hmm. now you have that word of mouth flow. You know, you have cre- you you have been able to create that word of mouth just off of your personality exactly. alone. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. And I think it's important to have a personality that people can gravitate towards because a lot of times mm-hmm. your personality will be the first thing that will catch their attention or it will be the one thing that will allow them to, um, for you to keep their attention. Um, you want to keep mm-hmm. them interested. And, and, you know, personality is very important. You don't want to have one where you're dry or you're bored or, you know, God forbid you, you have a brand, but you say you're shy. You could be very passionate mm-hmm. about what you do, and you can be very talented at it. But unfortunately, when it comes to selling yourself or, or the delivery of it, you might can come across a little shy and timid, and a lot of times you'll be um, setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. That is so true. You want to get their attention as well as keep their attention. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I see you got my, my curiosity peak because I love asking our guests this, so don't get nervous. <laughs> uh, if you were a superhero, because I'm on this superhero kick and I have my own superhero, if you were a superhero, what would be your special power and why would that be your power? Wow. Um, <laughs> special power. You know, <laughs> this may sound I'm seem so bad, but, you know, <laughs> one of my favorite, <laughs> I love X-Men. I love, love, love X-Men, right? So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. If I could pick my special power, it would be the uh, the mind control that Jean Grey can that Jean Grey does. Oh, okay, okay. And, and I would use and that, but you know, I would okay. honestly use that for different reasons. Um, okay. Mm. First thing was, of course, you could get what you want of people. I'd be lying if I said that wasn't one of my reasons. Um, <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> and that can go so many different directions. But um, honestly, the other Ooh. reason is outside of me, <laughs> y'all so bad, outside of me enjoying entertaining and educating people, I honestly love uh-huh. to help people. So I will honestly okay. use that power to not just get what I want out of people, also make people feel better. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to doubt and when it comes to self-esteem issues and other problems that people have, 
I was there for mm-hmm. you, that particular power to help people feel better about themselves. Because one thing that I always talk about whenever I do events or discussion about my books and my brand is that I want people to not be ashamed of their sexual appetite. I mm-hmm. want them to embrace it. And I always encourage people to be in relationships with people who will not hinder but cherish their sexual appetite. And a lot of times mm-hmm. the reason why we restrict it, it could be because of fear of judgment. It could be because of self-esteem. It could be because of all these other issues. And a lot of times we may have self-esteem issues and we may give ourselves sexually to the wrong person. So those are some of the reasons why I honestly would, would absolutely use that power for my benefit and for the and for the benefit of others. I think, you know, I don't want to just use all the power for my benefit. You know, let me do my good community service and help somebody feel good by themselves. <laughs> yeah, we got to share. We got to share in that. But that's a good one, though. I'm always in each one, one, I guess. Each one and teach one. Teach one, teach one. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> See, you have got us started. You have got us started. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you so much. Go ahead, mm-hmm. thank you for having me. Thanks for sharing those powers. <laughs> Absolutely, so <laughs> I enjoyed you guys. Hopefully, now, remember, we can do this again. You got to teach one, and you got to reach one when you get your powers. You can't just just Amen. hold them. Because you know what the Bible said about the one he he had the gift and he buried it. You don't want to bury it. You want to share. It. There mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> please share your social media site so our our guests with those powers to follow can follow you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, so soon. Thank you. Um, on Facebook, it's um Ramon Marquise, R A M O N E Q. Lord have mercy, I can't spell my name. R A M O N E M A R Q U I S. On Facebook, mm-hmm. you will have to do R A apostrophe M O N E. M-A-R-Q-U-I-S, on Instagram and on Twitter. It's at Ramon Marquis, R-A-M-O-N-E-M-A-R-Q-U-I-S. It's all one word. And also for my um, book, my publishing company, Case Books, you can also find us on Instagram. That's K-A-C-E-B-O-O-K-S. I'm also on Snapchat under Keysbox. That's Q-U-I-S-B-O-X. Okay, now I'm going to follow you. Follow me back now when I get off the show. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am, absolutely. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed yourself hey, here yeah, in the chat room tonight. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. You you have a great evening and, uh, you know, ha- have a power power drink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make one of these cocktails off this website I got. <laughs> all right, all right, Y'all all right. That's right. Care. And then you're gonna share that out. <laughs> have go. a great evening. You have Thank a good you evening, Ramal. <laughs> Thank you, you too, joining bye-bye. us. <laughs> oh, I love my awesome, awesome. He was, he just brought out that yes. naughtiness in me. <laughs> I know. I, I I mean, he just have us out here acting up. 
just act you act in any old kind of way in the chat room. I tell you, sometimes we get some guests, but it's awesome when we do have them. We appreciate you guys tuning in to Let's Chat. I am Alicia, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, awesome Miss Tony. We're talking Ram. We have two fabulous authors on, author Wanda Brown and author Ramon Marquise. If you missed those interviews, no worries. Just head over to iTunes or Blog Talk Radio, and you can listen to our archives. We're going to take a brief break, and then we will be back with the fabulous Kirsten King. We're going to hit you with some of that Aaron Bebo, because we want the keys. I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone Shorty like my Bonnie, set my name first Gonna make up, go in the same purse We out here on the grind she got the same thirst, I got a mind, body, and soul, three-round burst. My soldier in heels, the breast behind the ski mask, Netflix and chill. As I roll out the weed bag, she show how she feel. You know a nigga see that, she want my attention, and she know it's time to be back. I'm always down the block, put on Mary J. Block. Pump like handles till she see a mirage. When it's deep, my rib can feel a squeeze from her thighs. I can tell that she mind by the look in her eyes. If we get caught in the act, we'll be sentenced to life. So when it's time to throw down, we don't ever Think twice, taking shots at the missus, but this is my wife. So all them shots be misses, bitch. Get you a life. I want the keys to Bolivia. She turning me on one line at a time. One snore, she gone. Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong. Roll up one whiff and I'm gone. I want the keys to Bolivia. She turning me on one line at a time. One snore, she gone. Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong. Roll up one whiff and I'm gone. Yeah, how you doing, love? What's your name, number? You so divine, let me look at you from behind Yeah, your body banging, coke bottle, some type of model Digging how when you move through the crowd, the eyes follow Got my attention, you got my head spinning The kind of feeling that got you tripping so revealing Mind state of a hustler, your style so appealing I'm looking for a trip to Bolivia if you willing The poor taking Szechuan State and take a break from the day to day We can get away on a holiday I've been coasting, bragging, boasting Chopping it up, back to back, blunts and motion Hugging the ocean, shopping, copping, designer Baby, tell me how that sound, I want the finer Things in life, A1 weed, papers and pipes And we can get it right I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone, gone. Are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest.
Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Last Chat. We're about to bring in the fabulous Kirsten King of D30 Radio in Columbus, Georgia. Okay. Hey, Kirsten, how are you? I'm great. How are you? How you doing? Good to have you in the chat room tonight. Thank you. Thank you, guys, for having me. Well, we appreciate so you. Tell everybody who doesn't know about Kirsten King, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, my name is Kirsten King. I'm the owner of D30 Marketing and Promotions, also D30 Radio, which is an Internet radio station. I also have a nonprofit organization, When I Grow Up, and basically my whole powerhouse of D30 is basically centered around everything, entertainment, helping artists, business owners, anyone that's looking for the ultimate exposure, we teach them how to get that exposure and also provide different services to help get their um, advanced product services out for the masses. That is awesome. Now, tell us a little bit about your nonprofit, uh, When I Grow Up. Well, my nonprofit organization, When I Grow Up, I actually started it because I'm a single mother. I have a 13-year-old son and I have a 15-year-old daughter. And it basically started when my daughter would come home talking about different things that her and her friends go through. And when we have sleepovers, they would always feel comfortable talking to me. So I felt that, you know, maybe this is something that I need to put on a larger platform so that other young ladies or young men in the community could come together in a huddle or, you know, just come together as one and really discuss the different things that they go through, and it will let them know that, you know, you're not the only person going through this. So once I created that platform for them, it just began to grow from there. We meet once a month, and we meet for two hours. I feed them during during the two hours that they're there, and we also just basically have different speakers that come through, prominent people in the community. We do different activities that may be centered around the different holidays that may be coming up. We just basically try to keep it very kid, team-friendly. All of the guests get on the kids' level. No one comes in, you know, dressed up in the suit and the tie. You know, we just try to kind of get on their level so that we can reach them because in today's society, kids are, um, they love to talk to adults that really understand them. And so when I grow up, is that type of platform where we reach back and provide the type of environment where they can understand and feel comfortable telling their feelings and just letting them letting us know what's going on with them in their life. That is so true. Uh, this is Tony, um, Kristen, and it's rare, you know, especially like you said in these days where our, our youth need to have that outlet, that avenue to know that they have a place to go and they're actually listened to and that being able to express themselves. So hats off to you creating that platform to have them have that ability to do so. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just felt that, you know, I know that's what I go through as a single mother. I can imagine how many other single mothers in the community of Columbus, Georgia, that may be going through the same thing. So I just kind of wanted to Mm -hmm. be that shoulder that other mothers and also single fathers can lean on. Absolutely. Now, I want to ask, absolutely, because it is funny that you said that, because um, when I I travel a lot, and um, the more I travel, the more I see men traveling with their children. That's the more I see 
dads just kind of doing what dads do. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that is an awesome thing because, as you mentioned, that you're a single mother, a lot of times in in that realm of being a single mother, uh, you're the one that does everything. You're the protector. You're the provider. And nine times out of ten, you have men that step up, but you have so many um, single mothers that go through the situation where they don't. So when you get to see those dads stepping up and taking response, they're the ones that is that uh, is the provider and the protector. It's a, it's, it just warms me. It's an awesome experience to see um, and to see them clean. I was get on the airplane and I was getting off, and the little boy he was just you know how little kids get when they don't know you, but they try to play like they don't want to say hi, but they really want to say right. hi, but they don't know you. So he just kind of wrapped around his dad's leg. I was like, now that this is. This is awesome because it's not something that we we see often in in our community. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, most definitely. Um, just as well as we have a lot of single mothers, we have married mothers as well that bring their kids. And then when the single fathers come, you know, it's just for me. It's just like, okay, I get it. I understand a lot of fathers are bringing three and four daughters and dropping their daughters out, dropping them off, trying to get them around women that can really instill different things into them. Because for some of those fathers, the mothers are not in the daughter's life. So it's very important to steadily keep women around those daughters so that they don't miss out on the things, the nurturing from a female um, role model or just, having that outlet for them to be able to talk about things that they may not feel comfortable talking to their dad about. So I just think that is, it was very important for me to allow fathers, you know, single fathers to come in. And, you know, even when we have the parents come in, we let the fathers come in as well so that they feel like they're a part of the organization as well. And it's not just based around single mothers because it's just as many single fathers in 2016 as it is single mothers. Mm-hmm. That's true. And it takes a community to to raise them. Most definitely. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Now, what made you decide to to the world of radio and marketing? What what was it what was going on in your world that you felt like D thirty radio uh, and marketing and promotion needed to come to life? When I decided, when I basically got tired of working for somebody else, I worked in human resources for six years. I worked on a military installation. I was making a great deal of money, but I just wasn't fulfilled. Every day I was at work, it was just like, okay, I really don't want to be here. Like, I'm ready to go. I would have an attitude. And I, it was just something inside of me just telling me that, okay, it's something out there different for you. It's something else you're supposed to be doing because I do have a relationship with God. And I just always felt that, okay, this is not where you're going to be. And with that, you know, I just began to get out and network and run into different people. And I've met some great people along the way. And as I met those people, I began to get into different positions that kind of lined up everything for me. My brother, he passed away in February. He was my mentor. Um, He was my everything. And he kind of put me on the path of entertainment because um, I helped him with a lot of the concerts that he would bring to the area, a lot of the nightclubs that he ran. So I was kind of like his little do-girl, his assistant running around doing different things for him. So with that, I learned a lot about the business. 
And as I began to learn about the business, I just began to grow and I began to meet different people and people began to take to me. So when the favor began to fall upon me, I felt like at that time, okay, it's time for me to find an exit plan to leave this nine to five because it just wasn't fulfilling. And when I actually left my job, it was when I got a nightclub gig. I was a club promoter for four years, which my Saturdays were just gone for four years. But um, I was working there, and I was making a great deal of money during the club night at the particular club I was at. It was making the same amount of money that I make in one week in one night. So at that point, I knew, okay, okay, God. I see you lining things up for me. And so that's when I basically stepped into the club promoting realm, which was entertainment. And after the club promoting um, run ended, that's when I began to take the same formula that I utilized to grow the club and other business owners or people that were having events in the area, how to get that same following, how to brand themselves on social media. And then from that, I created D30 Radio to give my clients an additional outlet to become global and be heard all over the world. Wow, that's quite a journey, girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You better talk that talk. I know that's right. <laughs> thank so, you, thank you. And as 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 a single parent, uh support is always, always, always top of the list. So who were some of the um people that supported you when you decided to step out and say, Okay, this is what I'm getting ready to do? Who was your biggest supporter? I'm going to keep it all the way real with you. Like, it was really hard to find support because my mom, my family, you know, they were like, you crazy. Like, what's wrong with you? You're going to leave this good job to do that? Like, how are you going to make money? People really thought I was crazy. They really didn't understand it. So at that time, I would just say, like, the, the biggest supporter I had at that time was my brother and God, of course, because people didn't understand what I was doing. I just know it felt right to me, and I was going to do it regardless of what anyone thought. But at that time, I would definitely say that my brother was my biggest supporter. You know, he was moving with me all the way to the time when I, you know, the last day at my job to the point where I had to begin to um, get my finances together so that I could continue to take care of my kids and not miss a beat as a single mother. Absolutely. Now, if we were sitting here a year from now having a discussion about your accomplishments in 2016, what are some of the things that we will be discussing? Oh, my God. 2016 has been phenomenal for me. I received um, 2016 Businesswoman of the Year in Columbus, Georgia. I also received the number one Internet radio station in Columbus, Georgia. I also received the number one... um, Promotions and marketing team in Columbus, Georgia. I also received the Girls Who Rock Award. Um, Let's see, what else have I done this year? I think that is pretty much all of the major accomplishments that I have accomplished in 2016. Oh, I also got my marketing suite, something that I always wanted when I left my job. I always said that I wanted a one-stop shop where I could Um, do my radio show, have my own office, have a space in the back where I could do workshops and things of that nature. So this year, God blessed me with that, where I have my own marketing suite now. So those are some of the things that has really, you know, blossomed in 2016, and I'm really proud of those things. Wow. That would have been a very busy year for you. (laughs) Yes, it is busy all the time. 
Now I was gonna ask her what has no, been the, the hardest the hardest part of this journey because you do have so much going on and like you say you are a single parent. What part of your journey has been the hardest? Um, personally the hardest part is of course being a single mom, trying to balance the time, trying to manage a staff. I have a staff of twelve individuals, so that has been the that's always a challenge because my kids are very active. They play sports. I mean, they want to do what they want to do in their extracurricular time, and then I still have a business to run. So that has been the most challenging thing um, personally. But within business, I would definitely say being a female in a predominantly male industry is always a challenge because people always think that you're cheating the process because you have so much favor and you get so much success in the lane that you're in. So you constantly have to deal with the naysayers. And sometimes it is very challenging. I know a lot of People say, you know, don't worry about your haters, but, you know, sometimes it does get to you. So I would say that that is one of the biggest challenges at times, you know, being a female in a predominantly male industry and dominating it. Mm -hmm. All right. Absolutely. Now, if you could step back and go back to the beginning and tell um, yourself Two things. What would those two things be if you can go back in time and just drop some jewels on yourself? Um, slow down, take your time, and just appreciate everything, every person, every season, everything that you're, everything that happens is going to be for a reason. I know that now, but in the beginning, when people would turn their backs on me or they would walk out of my life or leave the business, I would take it personal. But now I know that, you know, things like that have to happen in order for you to elevate and grow within your business. And it's not always a personal thing. Mm-hmm. It's just God removing those people so that he can get you to the next level. And they may not be the person or the people that are supposed to go with you. So that is something that I would definitely tell myself. You know, pace yourself, absorb everything in every moment, appreciate every person in every season. Absolutely. And I don't know if you listened to our previous interview, but we talked about that um, because I talked about everything um, in life has a reset period um, and relationships have a reset period. And in a relationship, whether it's an intimate relationship or work relationship or whatever relationship it is, um, when that reset period comes, it's either you're going to reset together or you're going to reset and separate. And if you reset and separate, that's not necessarily a bad thing because, like you said, everybody is not meant to go to that next level with you, and that person's season may be over. And sometimes it's just that the relationship itself needs to be reset in a in a different direction so that you guys can move forward together. Can you talk a little bit about that as far as being able to push your brand because I think that a lot of times people get wrapped up uh, in, in loyalty a lot of times and they forget that when you're pushing your brand, you protect your brand at all costs. And sometimes that means you're letting go of some people and you bring in some people. So can you drop some jewels on us um, in regards to um, that portion of that, the branding portion? 
Most definitely. It is very important to protect your brand. I learned very early on that, you know, you have to be careful who you attach your brand to, who you collaborate with and things of that nature, because you just never know what other people have going on. And at the same time, when you're building a brand and you have, um, like my brand is D30, of course, everyone here knows that my brand is D30. So quite naturally, they're looking at Kirsten King because they know that D30 is my brand. So I'm very careful of my image. And a lot of people fail to realize that your image, your brand is basically your image because you sell, people buy you, not the product. So people have to believe in the person, and then they believe in the brand, and they support the brand, and they buy from the brand. So it is very important to brand yourself and always be mindful of the things that you're attaching to your brand, um, the the perception of your brand. You know, how are people perceiving you as a person? How are they perceiving your brand? And you have to protect that at all costs, if it, even if it means changing yourself. A lot of times we have to change things within ourselves to protect our business. I know I had to do a lot of shifting and a lot of changing as it relates to my attitude, how I deal with people, um, just just simple things, you know, being on time, being a woman of my word, you know, networking. I never like to get out and be around people. But, again, all of those things tie back to your brand, how well you brand yourself. Because if people never see you, then they can't relate to the brand. The brand is not recognizable. And even further, in 2016, you know, a lot of people are – building their brands on social media, and they forget that when they log off social media, you are still a person. So it's very important to understand that whatever you build on social media, you have to be that same person or that same brand when people come into your office or when they bump into you in the grocery store. You have to be mindful of, you know, the image that you're portraying on social media. So branding, yeah, it is very it's very important, and it's always important to consistently push your brand and have a goal and a mission, of course, for your brand. Oh, that's so true. That's kind of what we had a guest last night, Ty Marshall, and he spoke about, you know, you are your brand, and, and, and you have to constantly be on your brand in order to, you know, keep yourself abreast with the, with the masses. Right. Right. So if you could um, talk about the marketing and branding of um, your product, because, see, a lot of times when it comes to marketing and promotion, I think that people get marketing and promotion um, different. They they get them mixed up. You know, promotion mm-hmm. is really the presentation. Um, right. I think they get caught up in being able to market themselves and whatever it is that they're trying to do at the same time, whether it's, like you were saying, fear of um, or not just wanting to go out and just do uh, this particular thing in order to make that happen. But can you talk a little bit about the marketing and the promotion and being able to step out on your brand? The biggest thing that I would say with being able to market and promote your brand is you first have to believe in it. Believe it or not, a lot of people are promoting businesses and they have these pages and they have these events and they really don't even believe in what they're selling. And in order for you to market or promote anything, you have to believe in it because people only buy from you if they believe in it. And if they see that you are passionate about it, they see how you talk about it, they see how you represent it, then the marketing of your brand, that's what will definitely, you know, it makes the marketing of it easier versus 
you're doing something that you're really not passionate about. You're doing something that you don't even even have like a three-month goal or six-month goal. You don't have a mission. You just really don't have a solid foundation as to what you are doing with your business. So it's very important to have a solid foundation, have your goal, have your mission, and then know what you're promoting. Is there a need for it? It's just really the simple things, and people really miss out on that because they're trying to market it so fast and promote it, of course. I don't even think they get the part of marketing, like you said. They just want to promote it and post it and put it on their page or put it on the radio, but you most definitely have to focus on the marketing of it, and that's just getting the foundation of it in perspective so that you can promote it to the masses. That's so true, and um, this is this is Tony. Um, you know, you've had such a a, a a walk in what you're doing that if someone had told you one thing, kind of told you one thing you would go through that you would have some difficulty going through to get where you are today, what would that be? Um. As an entrepreneur, I would definitely say the finances of it. A lot of people think that it's just a lot of money in being an entrepreneur, but I wish someone had told me that it's going to be some good days, some bad days. You know, some months are going to be fast, some months are going to be slow, and that's another thing that I really had to grasp being an entrepreneur because every day is not the same. Every month is not the same. You know, some months I'm rolling in money. Some months it's like, uh, you can't do this, you can't do that. You have to chill. But mm-hmm. that's what entrepreneurship is all about. But that's why it's important to do something that you're really passionate about so that when the money isn't there, the passion will still drive you regardless. So your bank account can be on $100, but the passion that you have for what you do, you have faith and you know that, okay, it's going to come back, it's going to come back around. So that would be one mm-hmm. thing that I would definitely say is just the fact of being an entrepreneur and knowing that the finances are kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I'm going to ask you a fun question. This is Tony. Uh, you, you've had a long journey. You're a single mom. What would be the ideal fairy tale weekend for Miss Kirsten to enjoy herself, to just let everything go and just have a good time focused on you? Let's go somewhere overseas, far, far away, and lay on the beach and just drink margaritas the whole weekend. <laughs> that would be my ideal weekend. I'm not really, it doesn't take a lot to satisfy me, being that I'm a single mother. Uh-huh. Anytime I'm away from my kids and I can breathe, that's a, uh-huh. a relaxing moment for me. So if I could just get a few miles away and I know that they're safe here and I could just lay back and have no worries, that would be mm-hmm. the ideal for me, I don't even have to shop. I just want to get my mind right, and I'll probably be over there setting goals, <laughs> writing in my journal, and all that good stuff. But just something like that. It, it doesn't take much. As long as I can press reset, give me some rest, uh-huh. have a little fun, I'm good. <laughs> but you know something? Absolutely. I think a whole lot of other mothers would agree with you, girl. There's it, yes. no shame in that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Well, we appreciate mm-hmm. you kicking it in the chat room with us, coming to share your experiences, coming to share, just, just allow us to step into Kirsten's world um, and be able to share yourself with us here on Let's Chat. Mm-hmm. You are always welcome back 
anytime. Before you head out of the chat room, we want you to shout out all of your social media handles and any events you have coming up. Okay, thank you guys so much for having me also. My social media handles are Kirsten KD30 on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. I'm on all social media platforms, of course. My website is KirstenKingOfficial.com. My business handles are D30 Marketing. That's on all social media platforms across the board and at D30 Radio. All social media platforms across the board, and also D30 when I grow up. And also, shout out to my staff. They are tuned in tonight. So I just wanted to shout them out because without them, I probably would be somewhere crazy. <laughs> that teamwork, girl. <laughs> yes, teamwork. That's definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And in <laughs> March, I am doing a Divas Luncheon uh, liter- lit- luncheon and Literature Eat and Greet, and it'll be in Atlanta. And actually, When I Grow Up is the nonprofit organization that we will be um, giving a portion of our proceeds to. So I appreciate you being able to just um, share your vision and share your organization with me Um as I do this first is my first event, so I'm really excited. But I really, really thank you um, for allowing us to be able to to bless your organization and the kids because I really love what you do because it's needed. You know, it's it's really needed, especially the way the world is going. It's so needed. Sometimes kids just need to be loved on, and it don't mm-hmm. as long as it's positive love, it doesn't matter. That's right. That is so very true. And it's very important as an entrepreneur, a business owner, period, to always reach back and give back to the community, no matter how much money we make, no matter how many awards we get. If we're not giving um, anything back to the community or providing a service to the community, then we're not really doing anything for real. So thank you mm-hmm. so much for um, providing When I Grow Up this platform to be able to come on and talk about not only When I Grow Up, but D30 Marketing and D30 Radio. And thank you for also giving the donation to When I Grow Up. You're very You're welcome. welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. You're welcome. You have a great evening, Kirsten. You do the same. Thank you, ladies. Okay, well, you're welcome. You are more than welcome. Good night. Good night. This has been a great, great night. Yes, thank y'all for rocking with us on here on Let's Chat with myself and the fabulous Miss Tony. We have talked that talk today. If you have missed any part of our interviews, any part of our show, no worries. You can catch the archives on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes. That's right. Let's Chat is still a podcast on um, iTunes. I believe you can actually pick us up on any podcast app. Um, So tune in, check out our archives, and we will see you guys next week. Good night, everybody, and enjoy your weekend. That's right. Good night. Let's play a little bit of the Ike Breeze. We're going to play Ride Like. Good night. Good night.
tour done, got a big payday. Wanna relax and take a vacation. First class, not stop out the Houston. Touchdown in the IAH. Hot sun beaming on my chain. Riding bucket, I'm gripping that grain. Courtside seats, Houston, Toyota Center. Homie, we at the Rockets game. Shorty jumped in, said that she wanna ride. Guaranteed later on, we was gonna slide. And we needed some real good loud. So we jumped on the highway and slid through the sunny side. And them H-Town hustlers get mowed. All the way from the third to the fifth wall. She thinks it's in the ballerina. We at the Galleria. That's where the broad all the chips go. Hit the Willow Brook Mall, cop a lot of clothes. Coconut shrimp at Papa Doe's. It ain't a party in the city, I ain't been to. Remember when them niggas was shooting up in the venue? A lot of this game is how I get them. Buy cases up in club rhythm. Everything's so big in Texas. 32 is two doors, coupe on the Lexus. And my jury game's so impressive. You 